ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International denomination with over 3,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and an author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 500 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dykewood Mills. That draws us to Hallelujah. I'll put your hands together for the Lord. Celebrate the goodness of God. I'm if you are grateful that God is your great provider. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that in the mountain of the Lord, God will provide. Amen. I believe if you are part of this church, you have to believe in God's power to provide for you. God's power to take care of you. Hallelujah. As you pay your tithes, as you are faithful in church, God is going to take care of you. Today we have powerful, great provision testimonies. People who God has miraculously provided for. And as you hear these testimonies, you are hearing um, um, a prediction of how God is going to solve some impossible situation in your life. If you believe it, shout, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Pastor Jojo Asari as he shares the first testimony for today. Do it better for him. Hallelujah. Pastor Jojo, tell us what has God done for you. My name is Jojo Asari and I want to testify of um, great provision that God um, miraculously provided for myself and my wife wow. after our wedding. Wow. Um, last year, um, Daddy had been prophesying continually on how we we'll get married, and early this year in January, we were blessed to have a beautiful wedding reception and a beautiful honeymoon as well, wow. which was provided for miraculously. But actually, what I really want to testify about is how God provided us a house and fully furnished this finished it and provided for us everything we needed to live and survive in the house. My wife and I on honeymoon were discussing how we would save money and then on our return, buy some few things we need at home. But the shock of our lives was when we got back and everything had been, had been given. Our relatives, friends had bought, had given us gifts, including, um, we, we, we received a fridge, we received a flat screen television we received a uh, cooking stove. We received furniture. We received drinking glasses, cutlery. We received even buckets. Doesn't it sound like God? It sounds like something God would do. I see God doing the same thing for you in Jesus' name. Paul said, my God shall supply all your needs. You have to believe God for every need in your life. Amen. Amen. Remember, it was, it was as though God decided to just provide everything for us without us spending any of our money. Wow. So I just want to encourage everyone here that as the prophet is going to come and minister to us, just believe and receive and he is going to come through for you as well. Amen. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. And let's welcome our brother Courage from the Kutubabi region to 
testify of how God took care of him and his family. Amen. Oh, do it better for him. The louder your clap, the quicker your testimony. Amen. Amen. Carry, tell uh, us what has God done for you. My name is Carrie McKenzie from the Kutubabi region, uh, a center over here at Kokumim Naso. Uh, so, uh, I want to give a testimony about how supernaturally God provided for me and my siblings uh, after the death of my father. So, it happened that my father passed on after a post-surgery complication. And then my siblings and I didn't have anything to do since he was the main person in our life, as in provide for us and anything. And so, at that time, my, my siblings, my junior siblings had completed uh, high school and then they were supposed to go to the tertiary. There was no funds at the time. And then we wrote an uh, application to some agencies to support, but to no avail. And then, miraculously, something happened. Uh, God touched someone's heart, an individual. He, he, he just asked them, they, they are twins actually, so he asked that uh, what they want to do, so he asked of their uh, certificates, and then he wanted to have a look at it. So after that, he was touched to sponsor them, a full scholarship, both of them. So to the glory of God, two of them are in uni now. Which and university? Then, uh, one of them is in or tech, and then one of them is in oh, wow. yes, please. So uh, I want to give glory to God for the life of my siblings, and then for the life of the bishop as well. Uh, I, I really, uh, I, I remember one time I was I was listening to a, a message on the Makane uh, camp, and then Bishop was like, he was he was preaching about how to do the work in, in the church. He was encouraging uh, to do the work in the church, and he said, just just do the work. God God will provide. God will provide, just do the work. And I believe that I, I, I picked an inspiration from that, that word and then it really touched me. And then since then, uh, I, I have really been on it, I've like be, been on it, doing the work in the church. And I believe that if, even as we are here, this is, this is one of the few churches that we are always encouraged to do something in the house of God. I mean, you, you won't be comfortable if you are here if, and then you are not doing anything. I mean, it's so some way. And has so, God provided for you personally? Yes, God has provided for me, for me so in so many ways. I, I miraculously got a job and then just last year, I was ranked the most, uh, how, how do you call it? The most, uh, what's the word? What's the the most something. You the will most, be ranked the most. The most, the most, the most. <laughs> it's coming. It's still coming. Receive the most of everything in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a mighty amen, shout amen, of praise. Amen, amen, so, Karen, what do you have to say? So, I, I, want to, I want to encourage everyone that even as we are in this house, there, there's so much blessing in here. In here, we just have to tap into it, connect into it, and then we shall be blessed. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. Let's welcome Joel Battels. He's a member of the Greater Love Gospel Choir. Joel, what Everyone, and happy Father's Day too. I want to thank God for divine provision of a job when I finished national service. Um, I mean, at the spot where I, I did my national service, I, I worked so hard. And I mean, I had people telling me, Charlie, this thing you're doing, is no need. So I was hoping at the end, I'll get a job because of the efforts I put. But then it didn't go as planned. So I was home for two months. I'd also after the dis- national service? Yes, after the national service. The company service. didn't retain you? No, please. Okay. So I was home for two months. And then I... I distributed letters to so many places. I remember one day, I just spent the day, I picked a taxi, going around, sending letters to companies, hoping for a call. But then the two months, no call. So one time I was home and then I decided to call a former boss of mine. 
And when I called him, I'm like, boss, I'm home doing nothing. You just give me something to do. I mean, I don't necessarily need to be paid, but I'll just do it anyway. So he told me to come to his office. And when I went to his office, I mean, I wasn't expecting to be paid, but he decided to take me on and then, I mean, give me something small. So I started work the following Monday. It was a Thursday, so the following Monday I started work. I mean, and when I started work, I used to go all the way from Dansoman to Medina every day. And I didn't have much on me. So it was really draining my money. And to my surprise, two months into working at that place, my boss offered me accommodation with no bills and was so close to the office that I don't have to pick a car to the office. And then five months into the job, I had a pay raise and I had a bigger space, which was closer. And I also didn't have to pick a car and I don't have to pay any bills, nothing at all, nothing at all. And then, I mean, God has blessed me like seriously, he has given me divine favor. I even was able to recommend my friend. I told my boss that, oh, I have somebody who also needs a job. And that friend of mine also has a job now. And he also works there. Oh, he has give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Yeah. So what I want to say is that I seriously believe it's because of the, of the giving our Father has been teaching us to give. Yeah, it's very, very important. Third and first fruit. Because I remember when I started, my first allowance I received, I didn't have anything. I was wondering how I was going to come to work and everything. But I decided to give everything. I gave everything as an offering. And this is the ripple effect of the offering. So I want to encourage you. Let's just do as he says. There is no blessing in hoarding, but there's blessing in giving. God bless you all. Amen. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. And let's welcome Yvette to share the final testimony with her. Do it better for her. She's from OEB. Do it better for her. Clap. Hallelujah. Amen. Yvette, tell us what has God done for you. Uh, my name is Yvette Nana Ekuye Kufuado. I'm from the OEB um, First Love. My pastor is uh, Pastor Nanayel. And uh, I remember a year and a half ago, I was pregnant and uh, I lost my job. It was so bad. My bishop then at that time, Bishop Ogo, said I needed a blessing and I didn't need a salary. So I went home. I woke up one morning, a principal of school, and another day I had no job. And when I went home, because uh, I come from a home of lawyers, everybody was so mad at me because they wanted to sue the school so badly. And Bishop Ogo said, no, I needed a blessing, not a salary. So I came home pregnant and then I gave birth. And when I gave birth, I was home, was a little bit difficult. It was just my husband doing all the provision. And I remembered Bishop Ogo's voice. So then I said, well, I'll just stay home. So on a faithful Monday morning, I was bored. So I just decided to visit an office where I had some policies running. And when I got there, my colleague who actually opened the policies for me said to me, said to the manager, this is the person that you need. And I was confused. The next thing I saw, I had written an exam. Two weeks later, I was calling for training. And then after the training, I got my job. For the past nine months, I've been doing triple targets. And uh, for the past nine months, I've had three promotions which had declined. And as we speak currently, God provided for me uh, a car, and I just got the car because I you remember... see, you also receive one from at least one promotion. Receive it in Jesus' name. I actually got a car because uh, 
I remember I tapped into the anointing when Bishop Kobe said, some of us, we journey from the junction all the way to the cathedral in Oyibi, and it's actually a distance. And he said, some of you will receive cars. And in that week, I was called, and I made a choice, and I was handed a khaki. And I just want to say that some of the things that we are told in church, we take them for granted, but honestly, we shouldn't. As we stand here, I'm just nine months in my company. I do triple targets. I've been doing that. I've had triple promotions. And currently, I've been ranked the second best in the whole of the country. And uh, currently, when we talk about the Western sector, that is the Volta region, Takrade, Western region. I mean, with Takrade and Cape Coast, we are talking about Tema. We are talking about Accra. I've been ranked the first. You will also be ranked the Oh, why are you sitting down like that? Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. I, I, I believe in my heart, God is going to do something for you that only God can do. Receive it in Jesus' name. And uh, the most beautiful thing is that around this time next year, I probably be, won't be here because I'll probably be in Brussels, Amsterdam, and Paris. A patron by the company for me as well. Thank you so much. I just want to say I'm happy to be in First Love. And uh, most importantly, when our pastors speak to us, we should adhere to it because my scripture has always been Jeremiah 3.15. And I'm sure we all know what Jeremiah 3.15 says, that the Lord says you give us a shepherd according to our own heart, such that when he gives us knowledge, we would understand. I just want to say thank you for the great provision. Amen. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. We thank God for the shepherd and the prophet God has given to us. We thank God for providing time and time again through the prophetic speakings of our prophet. Receive your own miracle this week in Jesus' name.
chose the Virgin Mary. I want to be blessed among the women, blessed among the men too. Oh, God, choose me and bless me. I want angels to visit me. Please use me for your glory. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, 
Jesus said, if any man come after me and hates not his mother and father and even his family, he cannot be my disciple. The words of Jesus are so real. Jesus said unto his disciples,
you are saved, your body is still the same. You must learn to keep it under control. Seven great principles. After you are saved, your mind is open to all kinds of thoughts. You must learn to think on the right things. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body.
is home today and um, all the way from Australia all the way from Singapore all the way from Israel he's finally home and it's Father's Day also and uh, what a blessing it is to have our can you feel that there's a presence yeah yeah the emptiness is gone and we are so happy to have him back and I believe it's time for an encounter the reason why the service is called Prophetic Encounter is because when you come for this service, you encounter a prophet. Amen. And I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I believe today God has a word for you. And I believe there's excitement. 
there's happiness, there's joy, and there's expectation. So if you believe today is your day for a miracle, if you are happy to have your prophet home, give the Lord a shout of praise as we welcome our Father, Nothing Bishop, Dag, Keyword, Bill. Your trust in God. Come on, sing it. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting in His word. Hearken to the voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. Everything is possible with God. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting in His Word. Hearken to the voice of God to be. your trust in God alone and rest upon His word for everything for everything yes everything is possible Father thank you for this day you have blessed us And as we are here before you, we ask that you touch every life in a special way. Thank you for your mighty power and your grace on our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Now, today is Father's Day. So, I want to um, not really preach about that, but I want to go back to Lord, I know you need somebody. And I want to say here, Lord, I know you need a father for somebody. Now, Job chapter 5, verse 1. Call now if there be any that will answer thee, and to which of the saints will thou turn? For wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth the silly one. I have seen the foolish taking root suddenly, I cursed his habitation. His children are far from safety and they are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them. Whose harvest the hungry eateth up and taketh it out of the thorns and the rubbers swalloweth up their substance. Now, in verse 4, it says his children are far from safety and they are crushed in the gate. 
neither is there any to deliver them. Amen. So, children are crushed because they are in need of a father. Now, many of you here are fathers in the making. Amen. Oh, your amen wasn't very... You are fathers not because you are so special, but because you have a hidden quality that is going to come out for everyone to see. So, through you, many people are going to be helped in the way a father is supposed to help his children. So you thought you were coming to celebrate me as a father, but I am celebrating you as potential fathers to many people. Amen. Now, God is going to use you so much that people, you see, when I became a pastor, initially I was called Brother Dag. Then at a point, I was a pastor, so it was changed from Brother Dag to pastor. Then after a pastor, I think a bishop, but then one day, one person said to me, I want to call you, he said to me privately, I want to call you Papa, because that is more what describes my relationship with you. That was actually Prophet Kakra, who actually said that to me many years ago. So, And around the same time, a number of people started to call me daddy. And I, I don't like those terms much, you know, because in Ghana, it's almost like you, every grown-up is called daddy and mommy. So, because it has a meaning. But around the same time, a number of people who um, were relating with me on their own, were no more calling me pastor. They were calling me one of the terms for father. We have so many terms. Daddy, dada, papa, di, da, do, da, di, do, whatever. <laughs> and in the spirit, that is the time I became a father. It wasn't from the beginning. But in the spirit... I, I had become a father. At this time, we were in Collegon. But what I'm trying to tell you is that you are going to be an amazing father and mother to people. 
it's, it's, it's something that is going to happen because it is something that is so lacking in the world. Even in our homes, you can see the house you came from. Is it not true? As you grow up, you see more what you lack. You see, a child must um, grow in his eyes. Your eyes must grow. Say, my eyes must also grow. Yeah. And when your eyes develop, you see more things that you didn't see before. When you are a child, everything is nice. When you are a child, everybody is the same. But as you grow, your eyes must also develop. That in seeing you see, and in hearing you hear. But what happens is that we grow and our eyes don't grow well. And that's why the Bible says that if there's darkness in your eye, your whole body is full of darkness. So you are supposed to see. Now, one of the things you will see if your eyes grow, if your eyes don't grow, you, you, it remains the same. But if, if your eyes grows, you will start to see the deficiencies in your parents. Yes. Now, when you see the deficiencies in your parents, in your fathers, and your mothers, that is the point where children go left or right. That's the point where ch- children go left or right. Are you with me? I am, I'm talking to you about, Lord, I know you need somebody, especially a father, if you like. And I'm telling you that you are going to become fathers and mothers soon, both biologically and also spiritually. And even whatever way there is, you can be a father and mother. You, it's going to happen. God is going to do it. And what happens is that as you grow, you'll soon see something missing in what your father did for you. Maybe you had a father who didn't say <laughs> certain things to you. Or he never, never said anything to you about anything. You know, we have different types of fathers. Some may never said anything about anything. You may have mothers who never said anything about anything. You may have even a mother who gave birth to you and went to London to live there. And has been living there since. And you, that's how she mothered you. By giving birth to you. Huh? Because it was her consent to give birth. Because she's more so. So you find out later that. Your mother was not so caring. But it was her consent to be accepted in society. By giving birth. Which is the condition of many women. That's, how, that's why she was able to leave you and go away. Or even give birth to you and hand you over to somebody and move on. It wasn't anything to her to, 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 to talk to you. To talk to you. And to 
chat with you and to answer questions about life because of how she is. You, you will see the differences. You know, initially you may think that your father is a millionaire, but later you find out that he doesn't even provide five CDs for your education. But initially you will not know. But at the point you realize that no. Mommy is daddy as well as mommy. Mom, dad. <laughs> initially, everything looks beautiful. And mama looks like the best mama. But when you come to church one day and you hear a song, sweet mama. Poor lover. Then your eyes start to grow. Then you look again and you realize that mama is more than a poor lover. She's a zero lover. Yes. And that your daddy is gnashing in the house. Gnashing his teeth. <laughs> yes. Initially, you may think that daddy is very kind because he doesn't beat you. And he has never beaten you. But later on, you will grow and see that daddy was rather not concerned about you at all. And that the people that were beaten are better off than those who were not beaten. And that it was a total phlegmatic and your mother was left to do the lashing. Yes. As well as the talking. Hmm? Initially, you will like every food that is in your house. But as you grow, you may realize that there is something wrong with the house food. Especially when you go out and you eat and say, hey, this food is nice, pa. Somebody came to my house once and he was eating rice and I think stew or something. And there were some other people there. He immediately asked for shito to put into the food before he started it. So the person asked, have you tasted the food? He said, no, no. He asked shito to every stew. You see, it's possible that the stew in his house is not really working well. So that is why you need shit to every stew to edify the stew. Yes. Now, it is at this point that children become rebellious or they become good children is when your eyes open that's when you choose to become a good child or a rebellious child because at that point you become rebellious against you can become rebellious against your parents because initially you may think that your father is a man of God because he has been coming to church 
But later you realize that no, as a it's not spiritual. Yes, that's how come he can, he can, that's how it's a certain way, but you not know spirituality at a point. Or even that you think that your mother is spiritual because she's in the church. But after some time, you realize that no, it's not spiritual. It's at this point where you become a good child or a bad child. Why? How many want to know why this is the crossroads? You see, I am telling you that you are going to become a father. But it is at this crossroad that you tend towards becoming a father or not. When you start to see the deficiencies and your eyes grow to notice all these things. Matthew 6.23 If thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. So, you, you can either have an evil eye or a good eye. Therefore, if the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? So, your, your eye must be a good eye. Now, when you start to see, you start to say, oh, don't mind him. Whatever my father wants, since my, you, you don't think your father is a good person, I don't like my father. But that's where you become a cursed child. Because no matter the deficiency of your father, you know, your father may have 20 deficiencies, but yours may be 40. Because you haven't yet gotten to become a father to see how deficient you'll be. Yeah. Many of you, you are good children, but you'll be poor parents. God forbid. Say God for, When you hear something bad like that, say God forbid in Jesus' name. I refuse it in the name of Jesus. Yes. And you see that at that point, you either become rebellious or you learn new things. That is it. You either become rebellious or you learn new things that you didn't know. You learn all the things that you didn't learn at home you start to add them to the things that you know. And at the same time, you honor whatever is there. Or you become rebellious because when you see something that is not correct, that's why firstborn children, they can be so rebellious. Firstborn children. Because firstborn children have eyes which secondborns don't have. You know, when you are a lastborn, your parents are not even so concerned about your education. They just sort of feel you will go through. It's okay. All the struggle, in the end, you will go through. They, are, they become like grandparents. Grandparents are very relaxed. So they, 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 they are just cool with everything. So don't worry. You are beating the child for nothing. He will be okay. Firstborn children sometimes struggle more because they see more. So if you are here, how many are firstborn? Raise your hand. Father, protect their eyes in Jesus' name. Yes. In fact, I've seen people having church service for firstborns. Yes. In Nigeria, I saw they have a big banner for firstborns. Breaking curses on firstborn children. Seven days for only firstborns. Yes. Are you still around? Yeah. No, I hope you are listening to me. Turn to Genesis 45. 
I'm showing you that even you are going to become an amazing father to somebody and to many people. In Jesus' name. Now, have I explained to you the crossroads? Not fully. Listen, when you see the deficiency in your mother, that is where you now learn how to be an improved mother. Do you understand when I say mother? Mother is mother. The same word. Depending on your English. <laughs> Do you know what I saw when I went to Singapore? They have a language called Singlish. Singaporean English. Yes. They call it Singlish. So when they are speaking, they say things like can. Means that can. Is it, is it okay? Will this work? Say, can. The answer is can. And then also can. Another is a can. Can la. That's how it can. Will it work? Can. The answer is can. And they said, will, will it be okay to do this as well? And they, they'll answer, also can. It's a singlish. So when I say mother, it's a tringlish. <laughs> yeah. Tell your neighbor, I've not been to Singapore, but I'm becoming international. Yes. Yeah. Now, what was, what was the topic? What am I preaching about? Crossroads. Yes. When you see the deficiency in your mother, that is when you now decide to improve, not to despise. When you see the deficiency in your father, it's not for you to say, my father is not spiritual, my father is this, my father is that, my father... When it is your turn, we will see what will happen to you. But when your eyes open and you see, you can become a hyper-improved version. Yes. I was telling somebody that, because I was advising the person, and I saw that he was looking at me as if I was a foreigner. I was not from Ghana. Then I told him, I said, look, everything I'm telling you to do, I didn't see it in my my biological father. I learned it from Fred Price listening to his Sunday preachings. Yes. As I kept listening to him, you know, little comments. Then I learned what I thought, what I'm telling you that you are looking at me and I know you will not obey. And I know you will not do what I'm saying. I learned it also from preaching. I didn't have a chance to sit down with any, but then my father never either told me nor did it. But I learned it from preaching and from church. So when you come to church and your eyes are opening, you have a chance to be an improved version of whatever and whoever and however you are. Whichever house you came from. If you came from a bush home, you will be the shining star of your family. And you'll be surprised when you go home, people will say, hey, now dear, we don't know where you are from, oh. You look very different and you behave differently and you talk differently. Yes. Because you see, God is always adding to what you know. One day I went somewhere with some people and I offered someone tea. I said tea. She said, oh, in my house we eat fufu only in the morning. 
Look, it, it cannot be that you are going to only know how to eat fufu in the morning. Do you think when you go and see the Queen of England, you will be giving fufu? You can't tell me you don't drink tea. Because tea is also a social drink. It's not to satisfy your, 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 your needs, your hunger. Because you eat fufu every day in the morning. There is something that you are coming to add to what you are. And you will learn it in church and you learn it from other people. Oh, yes. Because God will give you other people to father you until you become something different. Yes. When I sat with my Malaysian parents, Pastor Prince Kuneratnaman, his wife will put food in my plate and say, eat it. And he himself will put food in my place and eat. And the bishop and founder of shut up and eat the food. Eat this one. And I eat it. I only, know, I only knew how to eat with a fork and knife and with my fingers when I met him. These are the two things I had. Fingers and then fork and knife. Then he took the chopstick and showed me how. So this is how to use it. I can eat rice, even rice with chopsticks. Yes, I can eat granite with chopsticks here. Yes. You will be also international soon. In Jesus' name. Yeah. I see an internationalization of your life. Yeah. yeah. When your eyes open and you start to see many things that you were not trained to be or you are different from, it's not a time to despise, but it's a time to learn. And when you don't learn, you are a fool. It means you are becoming your parent, your mother or your father, worse times four. Yes. And some of you, you are the splitting image of your parents. Do you understand in the English? Check a splitting image, you know, and check, check you know, with, with three, three dictionaries. Eh? Splitting image, you know. Or say, splitting image is the meaning of what? Check it right now. Splitting image. Huh. Uh, have you found it? Come here, Daniel, read it quickly. What does it mean? The exact double of another person. The exact double of another person. Is that all? She is the splitting image of her mom. She is the splitting image of her mother. Some of you are exactly your mother double. Yes. Exactly. And you may be like her physically to look at. But your personality may be different. Or you may not look like her, but your personality is exactly your mother. Yes. When your eyes open, you see. One day a brother said to me, are you listening to my preaching? 
This is the preaching. No? The talking is the preaching. The talking is the preaching. The talking is the preaching. Yes. One day a, a brother told me something. He said, I was there when I found out my father had a child with another woman. Yeah. He said, I hated my father. I was angry. Then I married. He said, after being married, the wickedness that my scripture union wife ministered to me. He said, I began to understand why my father had a child. Somewhere. Yes. And I began to appreciate him. You see, because initially, you, you don't, you, you, your eye only sees sweet mama. That's what mama dear. Me, I can't even imagine my mother doing anything bad. Because she's my sweet mama. All I've known my mama is sweetness. From up till today. It's very difficult to imagine it. Yeah, unless you see open. I have not seen anything. I, I don't blame anybody. You can't easily see. Yeah. But he said, I began to understand. And he said, I, I also felt like doing the same. So the thing that drove, and later on, so initially you blame your father, but as your eyes open, you realize that, oh, as a moi, the cause in Zimbabwe, I don't know, there are some Zimbabweans here. In Zimbabwe, if a man goes to have a child somewhere, it's the woman who is blamed, they're not the man. The wife is blamed. He said, You didn't keep him well. Yeah, the straight away, the blame is on the woman. Zimbabwean, is there any Zimbabwean here? Is it true? I don't see no Zimbabweans. How can I not have Zimbabweans here? I need Zimbabweans. Yeah, there's somebody here. True or not true? What did he say? True. Yeah? We didn't say the Zimbabweans told us. Later then you see that, oh wow. You couldn't keep him well. You didn't know how to look after him. You don't look after him well. That is why he's gone away. He has gone and found an old fufu and some soup somewhere to eat it. Because you are giving him cold kinky and boiled fish to eat as his kinky and fish. And he himself has gone to find a fufu and soup somewhere. Genesis chapter 45. God is going to raise you up as a mighty father. So instead of becoming a rebel, you are going to become a better father and a better mother. Hallelujah. Genesis 45. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him. While Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. Remember that Joseph was 30 years old when he became the prime minister of Egypt. 
And it was two years into the famine that the brothers came to look for food. Do you remember the story of Joseph and his brothers? This is the story of Joseph and his brothers. This is the moment Joseph is going to reveal himself to his brothers. Because up till now, he has been speaking Egyptian language. Egyptian language. You know, when I went to Israel this time, you, or you'll be there soon. You'll be there soon. I saw something. You know, in the midst of the Israelis, we have Arabs. So they speak Arabic and they also speak Hebrew. So if your ear is not tuned, you do not know what they are saying. But the one who was driving the car which I was sitting in, he spoke Arabic. Because I know Arabic. When I hear, I, I, know, I know some Arabic, a few words. <laughs> so when he said that, I said, oh. So I asked him. Then I found out that he was an Arab. An Arab Jew. Yeah. So, and they don't understand each other unless you know both. So Joseph, when he was speaking to his brothers, spoke to them through an interpreter. When he speaks, then they will interpret to Hebrew. They will interpret. So they didn't know who he was because their brother spoke Hebrew. Yes, their brother, the brother they knew, he spoke Hebrew. Just a few years ago, they thought he was dead. So he had been speaking to them in Arabic with an interpreter. How could they know? It's just like a man who had been married to his wife for so many years and he was pretending to be deaf. Because she was talking too much. So he pretended that he, 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 he was not hearing. Because she was talking, 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 talking. So they went to the hospital. Everything was diagnosed as deaf so that she would be quiet in the house, not to talk too much. So just with sign language like this. All my stories are true. (laughs) All right. Verse 2. And he wept aloud. And the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard him. Because he he was crying like this. Ah, ah, ah. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am Joseph. Does my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him. For they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, come here, come here. I pray you, come. And they came near and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves that you sold me, for God did send me before you. Now, many of you are angry with yourselves about certain things. You are here and you are angry with yourself about something that has happened in your life. You beat yourself. Whenever you remember, I said, ah. God is telling you today, don't be angry with yourself because God is restoring everything and God is using it for your good. Some of the mistakes you've made, God is going to use it for your good. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For God did send me before you to preserve your life. Verse 6. Now, for these two years has the famine been in the land and yet there are five years to go So he became a prime minister when he was 30 
And two years, the famine had been on for two years already. And there was five more years, according to the prophecy, in which there shall be neither earring nor harvest. Verse 7. Now, God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Verse 8. Now, it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And then underline the next part. It says, and he has made me a father to Pharaoh. He has made me a 32-year-old immigrant slave. He has made me a father to Pharaoh. And Lord over all of his house. And a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. You see, it's God who makes you a father. And you see, when we say, Lord, I know you need somebody... One of the things that people need are fathers. Someone who you will not argue with. Someone who says, this is what is right. And you do it. Someone whose voice you honor. You know, most of our problems are because of arguments. The rich man went to hell because of his argument. Even in hell, when, when, when he told Abraham, send Lazarus to my brothers. Father Abraham said that there is a great girl fixed. And his response to that was, nay, Father Abraham. He was still arguing in hell. His answer was, nay, Father Abraham. For if one would rise from the dead, they would hear him. There are people who argue even in hell... They are still having an answer back for everything. When you say this, they answer back. When you say this, they answer back. When you say this, they answer back. Table tennis. Yes. In hell. Nay, Father Abraham. He said, nay, Father Abraham. But if one went to them from the dead, they will repent. So some of you who are always arguing, arguing with your parents, arguing with your friend, arguing with every person, it's not going to work out for your good. You have to learn some things to hear and say, yes, please. Yes, sir. Yes, daddy. Yes, mommy. My father told me to be a doctor. I didn't know. I don't know. I had no idea why on earth I would want to be a doctor. I don't know what is a doctor. If I was going by my desires, I would have been a vet. Because a vet has to do with animals and I like animals. So I, I thought I would have wanted to be a vet. But he said to me I should be a doctor. I think I'm more happier to be a doctor than a vet. I mean, if I look after kittens and looking after dogs and cows and human beings, I mean, it's more useful to me to be a doctor today than a vet. So God is going to raise you up as a father to some people on campus, to some people in your area. And God is going to use you. You'll be surprised because a young boy He says, God has made me a father to Pharaoh. That means that Pharaoh, you call Pharaoh, so Pharaoh, listen, this is what we must do. (laughs) Yes, daddy. Pharaoh was calling him yes, daddy. And that's powerful. It's not by might or by power. 
That's why it's not you to be calling people, telling people, call me Papa. I have resisted that name for so long. At the point I helplessly gave up, I realized that these people, they are just disobedient. (laughs) Yes. God has made me a father to Pharaoh. And God is going to make you a mother and a father to people. People are going to look up to you and you father them and love them. I always encourage people, take somebody else into your house. Look after somebody. Care for people. Add somebody to your wings, under your wings. You know, I had a friend when I was in a medical school many years ago, in my first year, when we were doing chemistry. You know, in first year in medical school, we do chemistry, physics, and biology. Very difficult, more difficult than medicine. One day, I went into the chemistry lab, and I saw one of my mates who was made himself a father to his mates. And he was like a father to us. We sat down. When I saw him teaching, I said, hey, how is it that some people know more than everybody else? And you know, there are people like that. God has given them that grace. Yes. He was, he was later on part of the church. But I said, he could just understand everything. And he would teach We'll be sitting there. When when I entered, he he had a a class. His classmates were his class. With a blackboard in first year. He was like a father to us. Teaching how to do the chemistry. Calculations. I said, wow. God is going to make you a father to your mates. Yes. 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 God is going. you, you, You enter Pentagon, Lagon, Tech. Anywhere, university campus, and at your age, like Pharaoh, you see that you become a father. You, 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 it's like you seem to have some extra wisdom, something that they don't seem to know. You see, a father knows something more than his child doesn't know. And that's why he can tell you something. And you must always remember that a father does truly know, even if he's not born again. He knows something you don't know. And usually, a father is always saying something out of genuine concern. That's why to flippantly disregard your parents' advice is foolishness of the highest order. Don't come and tell, stand and tell us that he is unspiritual, he is this or he is that. That's why I say that. It's just when you start to see the deficiencies, you rather say to yourself, I must improve, not that I must rebel. Otherwise, you almost become rebellious. Are you listening to me? Tell somebody I'm becoming a father. Stand to your feet, everybody. This is Father's Day. Lift your hand and pray, Lord, make me the father you want me to be to whoever. Listen. Hello? 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 Are you looking at me? Yes. You know, one day, do you know a question my mother asked me? She said, How do you know so many people? So many issues concerning is because I have become a father not only to my biological children, 
There are more people that are children to me. Sons and daughters. And God is going to give you more. Do you know James McEwan? Do you know James McEwan? Yes. He is the founder of Pentecost Church. You know his wife? Sophia. I think her name was Sophia McEwan. Yes. Now, do you know she never had a child? Biological child. All the children of Church of Pentecost are her children. She came to Ghana, to Asamankese, to Swedru, 1930, what? 28, 38, 48, independence, they were here in Ghana. Living inside Ghana. Huh? Wow. All the Pentecost children are here. Children. The big church I was preaching in in Singapore, very large church, was started by a woman. She was sitting there when I was preaching, 84 years old. Oh, she didn't marry, she didn't have any child, but all the Singaporeans are her children. These are her children. So I want you to lift your hand and say, Lord, make me, says God has made me a father to Pharaoh. Lord, make me a mother and a father to many people, many children, many children. Thank you for this blessing. Pray for a moment as we come to this junction in our service today. Father, we love you. We are praising you and thanking you for the opportunity. We love you. We give ourselves to you. We say, Jesus, let your will be done. Jesus, let your will be done. Turn us into the wonderful fathers. Call on the Lord for a moment. This is a very important message for your life. Lord, I know you need somebody and I know you are making me a father. Thank you, thank you, and thank you again for blessing me to be a father, a wonderful father. Dalamato Rande Kemalan Chiglanem Otele Tabala Cobregedes Chanda Mendegredebus Palama Talendeleme Keparanari. In Jesus' name I pray, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Now, part two. How to become this father? Number one, follow the Lord faithfully for several years. I'm giving you the steps to the anointing that is going to make you a father. Number one, follow the Lord faithfully for several years. 
As you follow Jesus, you become wiser. Amen. You, you know, listen, look at me. You know, when you are a Christian, don't be afraid to ask questions. So. Ask yourself, is this man the son of God? Is he not? Why do you say this person is it or not this person? What, what about the Bible or any other book? Don't be afraid. There are answers to all these questions. As I follow the Lord more, I love him more. And I've learned more that he is, is real. When I went to Israel first, I was disturbed because I saw people um, playing on the Sea of Cali and I wasn't used to that. You know? But as I kept going, I've learned and seen how beautiful and real Jesus is. So as you follow him more, you get closer and closer to the anointing. So in the upper room, you see that people who receive power to become anointed and anointed fathers. And the first step is follow the Lord faithfully. Now in the upper room, they were not sure who to replace Judas. So they decided to check one person. And there was a condition in verse 21 of Acts chapter 1. It says, wherefore of these men, Acts chapter 1 verse 21. Now by the way, the church I preached in, in Singapore, they don't put the scripture on the screen because they say people have stopped looking into their Bibles. Because they are used to the screen. So enjoy the screen till I also decide to, <laughs> to remove the scripture from the screen. Are you there? Yes. yes. <laughs> Acts chapter 1 verse 21. Notice, how many want to be chosen to become a father full of the anointing? Of these men who have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. Huh? From beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken from us. Must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection? So, from the beginning to the end, you must be there. Say, I'll be there. I'll be there. Faithfully. Some of you are going to be gray-haired. You'll be walking like this. By then, maybe I may not be alive. And you'll be saying, do you know? Doug Heward Mel. He said, I knew him. I was around, he was preaching. Yes. By that time, you may be bent over like this. You'll be surprised. Maybe in about 70 years from now. Hey, that means you'll be 90. Well, I may be I'm still alive. 120 something. I may be the oldest man in Ghana. Hmm. Step number two to this wonderful anointing. Be available to experience everything. Acts chapter one, 
Let's look at Acts chapter, we are in Acts chapter 1. To whom he showed himself alive, verse 3, after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them for 40 days, speaking of the things concerning the kingdom. So you see, number two, you must be around when Jesus appears. So you must be around to experience all the wonderful things that God has. Each church service is a different experience and you must be there for it. Each concert is a different experience. You must be there for it. Can I have an amen? Now, how many believe one day you are going to be by the Sea of Tiberias? Practically. Now, when Jesus appeared there, you know, he appeared to the disciples and they were they were fishing. And that's when he sat down with Peter and he said to Peter, do you love me? But do you know that he was a dead man? Everybody knew that he was dead. So they were actually experiencing a dead man talking to them for a long time in detail. If you love me, do you feed my commandment? If you, and they recorded it in writing. All this was conversation with a man who was known to be dead. Yes. So look, if you are there for such a service, I don't think your life will be the same. So you see that you never, you miss certain things because you miss certain church services. Yes. You miss certain church services. So you miss certain experiences in God. Yes. You miss because by the Sea of Tiberias, I was looking at it. Tiberias is the only town there by the the lake. And right there, that was where Jesus sat down and asked them, do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. Do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. He told them over and over. And this was actually a dead person who was meeting with them. They were fishing and he said, children, have you caught any fish? Try the other side. When they tried it, John said, it is the Lord. It's the Lord. This is the Lord. That person is the Lord. I tell you. You see, that's how come Christianity has spread all over the world because it's people have believed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's a big thing. It's a wild thing that has happened. Yeah. So when you miss certain church services, you miss the anointing. So Jesus in Acts chapter 1, you see him giving his disciples clear instructions on how to progress to becoming like how he was. He was the Lord. And he was telling them, wait here. You are going to receive power. So step number one, follow the Lord faithfully. Step number two, be available for all experiences. Step number three, decide not to follow politics. Because in Acts chapter one, verse six and seven, he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the father has put in his power. So immediately you see people want to immediately go political. But I want to tell you, if you want your life to be good, avoid politics. Even business, people who do business connected to politics, they are the ones whose lives don't go well. Because politics is one of the manifestations of the wickedness of men. If you take Adolf Hitler in 
Germany. It was all politics. Nazi, it's not that the Germans were wicked, but the political party that came into power, Nazi, N-A-Z-I, it stands for National Socialist Party. They were the ones who came into power. The minister of Air Force was Hermann Goering. Minister for the, the ships was a man called Karl Dennett. Minister for propaganda was a man called Goebbels. The different things. It was a political party that came into power. And they killed the Jews. They said our problem is Jews. Kill them. It's not Germans. It's that party. Today, Germany is one of the strongest supporters of Israel. Yes. So politics, you see that the disciples already wanted to go into politics and say that, oh, we will restore Israel now. And Jesus said, no. You receive power and you preach. That's why I'm not into politics. I don't have any party. I don't support any party. And you yourself can see there's very little difference between the two parties that we are forced to see. There's almost nothing. There's almost no difference. So Jesus is teaching us to focus on him. If you want to become a spiritual father, don't have to go into politics. If you want to do well in business, don't let your business depend on politicians. Yeah. So today somebody will come who doesn't like you, then it's changed and you, you, you can't work. Number four. Step number four. I hope you are getting all, the, all my points. Step number four. Be a humble part of the group which God has called you to belong to. Be a humble part of the group which God has called you. Acts chapter one verse four. Be a humble part of the group which God has called you to. He says being assembled together. So they were now assembled in the upper room. Okay. Now you must always humbly be part of the church. Look, everybody, God gives you a group. He says, belong to this group. Be in this group. Be a humble member. That's all. Coolly sitting there. You know, Yongicho is 80-something years old. But I tell you, if he calls for a meeting, he's called for a meeting, I'll be there. He can hardly speak, but I'll sit there to listen to gibberish. I'll be there because it's my group. I belong to that group. Once I see that God has put me in a group, I must humbly sit down there, even if I think I know everything in the world. I must humbly be part of the group. Tell your neighbor, humbly be part of the group God has placed you in. Humbly, humbly. Do not be too big for your group. You know, there are some people, and you see these people here, they are not even saying. Tell your neighbor, humbly be part of the group you belong to. Ah, I thought you were dead. (laughs) Hallelujah. Listen to me. There is a group. Be in it. From now to the end. Once God puts you in that group, accept it. And stay. Coolly. You get it? The Bible says they were assembled together. 120 of them. They all believe in Jesus. They were all there. Coolly. For 40 days they were there. Huh? No one said, I'm, I'm orangulizing. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to another church. Coolly, they were there. Humbly part of it. Humbly part. Till one day the glory comes and you see that it has paid off to be a, a humble part of this group. 
That is why someone like Bishop Saki or Bishop Eddie, they are special to me because they have been a humble part of everything that I'm doing in the classroom, in here, in here, in here. I mean, you have just come. It cannot be in the same group. I hope you understand what I'm saying. You've just come. Yes. You see, people have been humble parts of things for years. Whether it's working, it's not working. Whether it's going slow, it's going fast. They are part of it. They were assembled together. 40 days. Can you imagine after three weeks, that's only 21 days. Nothing good is happening. You are just eating there, sitting there. Things are not, I mean, nothing is changing. Jesus is dead and he's very dead. So whatever group God has placed you in, be in it. That's why I'm associated with Bishop Duncan Williams. I've been associated with him from the time I became a Christian. And I'm just associated with him. I will not change my group. No. I don't care what you say. It's a group that I belong to. And that's the group that I'm in. So wherever God places you, just flow. Just stay. However you, you stay, just stay. And you see that when there's a good day, you'll be there smiling and say... I, I was there. there are so many people who tell, who tell people today, you know, I, I was his lecturer, you know, <laughs> I was his friend, you know, I was, uh, what do you call it, you know, I used to be in the church, you know, you used to be, what about now? Tell your neighbor, be a humble part of the group. Step number one is what? Read it on the screen if you can't uh, read your points. Or you have your own points written. Read your own points. Okay, everybody read your points. Number one. Follow the Lord faithfully for several years. Number two. Be available even when... How many can believe Jesus can walk down here? No, there's a pastor called Kenneth something. I don't want to give you his name. Jesus walked in the church physically and came to the front in view of everybody. I thought Kenneth Hagin was the wildest vision, but when I read that story, I couldn't believe my ears. Physically walk on video. He just walked into the church like that. Stood in front there. And then disappeared. And it's on video. It's on video. You'll be there when Jesus appears. I tell you, you'll be there when Jesus appears. Step number three. Step number three. Decide not to follow Paul. Step number four. Step number five. Follow the wisdom of the Lord. What did the Lord say in Acts chapter one? Follow the wisdom of God. Obey what God says. If you want to become a father, be anointed to become a father. Follow the wisdom of God. I'm preaching from my book, Steps to the Anointing. Step five, follow the wisdom of God. Acts 1, 4. He said to them, and he commanded that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem. You know, some of you want to go to America so badly, but God may want you to be in Africa. God may want you to be here. Follow the wisdom. When he says be here, be there. Huh? Now, when we go to Israel, I will show you you see, from Jerusalem to Galilee is very far. Very far. 
It's like going from Accra to Elubo. Yes. Not exactly, but something like that. It's far. Of course, they have good roads. So you don't notice it as much. (laughs) Turn to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28. Wow. Verse 9 and verse 10. As they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail. And they came and held him by the feet. This is the Jesus who has risen from the dead. They worshipped him. Verse 10. Now look at what Jesus is telling them. Then Jesus said, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren that they should go into Galilee. And there they shall see me. So if you want to see Jesus, you must go to Galilee, which is Elubo. Then when he was there, he said, wait in Jerusalem to receive the Holy Ghost, which is Accra. So you can't tell Jesus, make up your mind what you want. Where do you want us to be? Can you make up your mind? Huh? Do you understand? You can't tell Jesus, make up your mind. Do you want Galilee or do you want Jerusalem? You can't be changing your mind. You tell us today, today you say Galilee, tomorrow you say Jerusalem. Which one exactly do you want? So, Jesus appeared to them. That is when he told John, do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. That was in Galilee. But the Holy Ghost power, it was Jerusalem. He said, wait in Jerusalem. In Acts 1 verse 4, it says, wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Ghost is coming into Jerusalem. Wow. Wow. So, whatever God says, stop arguing. Some of you like arguing too much about too many things. But from now, you see, what did he say? Look at Acts 1 verse 4. And being assembled, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait there, wait here. So if God has decided to bless you in Accra and you go to Lagos, don't be surprised if you don't get blessed. If God has decided to bless you in Lagos and you come to Accra, don't be surprised if you don't get blessed. Where he tells you to be, that's the best place to be. Don't follow money. Recently, somebody told me a story about a pastor who followed money and he died. Yeah, I was so surprised. I didn't know that person knew that person. He said, oh, this guy followed money and he, he got himself killed. And he described the amount of money that he was following, a job he was following. And he ended up dead. I was surprised. Don't follow money, follow Jesus. Don't follow money, follow Jesus. I've never made a decision to do anything by the grace of God since I was born up to today because of money. Neither friend, nor place to be, nor job to do because of money. And I don't like friendships that are connected to money. That's why I love you without any money. You are my children, and I, I like to just preach to you. It's beautiful to me. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And then, number six, we are finishing. There are only seven. Number six, wait on God. So the disciples were waiting on God. In Acts chapter one, it says, verse four, 
wait for the promise. How many are going to wait for the Lord? We must wait. And step number seven, love and unity. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. Now the the day of Pentecost was fully come in Acts chapter two. They were with one accord. Ha, in one place. So you see, now the Holy Ghost was about to come. Verse two. Wow. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Now there's going to come suddenly over your life a mighty rushing wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 3. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire and it sat upon each of them. I prophesy to you, each of you has a flame for your head. Yes. You don't have to have my flame. We all have a flame. There was a flame of fire on each head. That's why I say that you came thinking that it's Father's Day for me, but it's Father's Day for you because God is making you a father of many people. Yes, a father of many people. I'm involved in something called man of Godization. I'm not trying to be a man of God, I'm trying to make people men of God. Man of Godization. The more young men I see becoming men of God, I'm excited. They are my children, make me greater and stronger. And so they were together in love and unity with one accord. So don't criticize at the back. Those of you at the back, are they, are they, are they, are they there? Yes. Don't, don't speak funny words. Don't make comments. Let's be of one accord. That's when you receive the anointing. Anybody who criticizes me, you will never be part of the anointing that is on my life. Yes. You will not be. Why? Because what you criticize goes away from you. What you attack only runs away from you. If you have a cat or a dog, you see people who have dogs and throw stones at your dog in the house. When an arm robber or even a thief comes, do you think the dog who attack him. When, when the arm robber bends down to pick a stone, the, the dog will run away. Because you have been stoning him all these years. Yes. So when you stone the anointing like this, you lift him to anoint him. When you rather need the anointing to come towards you, the anointing sees a stone-throwing person. And the anointing says, the anointing is a dove. Dove. Have you seen doves in Ghana coming toward us to pick food? Is there any dove in, you can find in the whole Ghana? But do you know where you can find doves who come around and eat? Trafalgar Square. You see them coming. Huh? They've sucked them. Doves. In Ghana, we would have eaten you already. So... <laughs> What you attack, it goes away. If you criticize anointing, you will be criticized because the, the, the gown is over me. There's a blanket of anointing over me. So when you throw a stone at me, it hits the blanket first before it hits my chest. I hope you understand. Yes. So you've, you've thrown a stone at the anointing. Now you want the anointing to come to you. That's why it doesn't, you don't become filled with the Holy Spirit. Because talking, it's not going to help you. 
learn to be quiet and calm and things you don't understand, pray about it. Uncle James told me, when you don't understand something, put it in the wardrobe and close the wardrobe. Later on, you go back to the wardrobe and open, it will be there and you will now see that you understand it. Yes. Yes. Simple. Because there are always things we don't understand, but one day you will understand it. Yes. One day you will also be a father. So receive the anointing to be a father today. I said, receive the anointing to be a father. Step number one is what? Step number one is what? Follow the Lord faithfully for several years. Step number two, be available for every experience. Step number three, not to follow politics. Step number four, be a humble part of the group which God has called you. Step number five, follow the wisdom. When he says Jerusalem, don't argue and don't tell him, make up your mind. Nonsense. Number six, wait on God. And number seven, love and love me and love the anointing. Don't speak against it, even when you don't understand it. So all the anointings that God is giving, He's giving you today the anointing to become a father, even to Pharaoh. Receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet quickly. I feel the anointing coming over your life right now. Father, thank you for your mighty power raising up all these children and using them mightily. Let them be filled with the spirit and let them become fathers to many people in different nations of the world. Thank you and thank you. Now just receive that anointing, receive the grace and the blessing. Father, touch every life here by your mighty power. Thank you for anointing your children everywhere to be fathers and to be mothers of many thousands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Do you have some oil? Put some oil on your hand. Take some oil. Everybody here is going to have children. Biological and spiritual. I know very soon, not that very soon, we already cannot fit here, but it's going to be worse. Take the oil. Get some oil like this. We have oil in the church always. Who doesn't have oil? Here. Put on your Take the oil Take some oil Put some oil On your hand And put it on your forehead Are you ready? I'm going to pray for you Instead of being At the mercy of someone God is making you a father To Pharaoh In the mighty name of Jesus Have you got some oil? Lift up your hand now quickly Father, I pray over this oil as we anoint our heads. Instead of being at the mercy of handouts, make us fathers and mothers. I pray for all my children that are here. Make them fathers, make them mothers, make them providers. Make them provide for people and take care of many people. 
Use them greatly. Let them provide the needs spiritually, physically, in every way for thousands. I release the anointing of fatherhood on everyone in this place today. In the name of Jesus. Put it on your forehead. In the name of Jesus. Receive the grace to be a father, a papa, a mama to many in Jesus' name. Even at a young age, you shall be like Joseph who became a father to Pharaoh in the mighty name of Jesus, the Savior of the world. Father, I give you thanks and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Now, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here today, you are not born again. I want to give your life to Jesus. I want to pray with you. You are here, you are not a born again. Every head bow, please, for a moment. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your hand and come to me in the front here. Just lift up your hand. You want to be born again. You want to give your, your heart to God today. Your life is changing from today. You want to be born again. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to God. Come and lift your hand and come to me in the front here. Very quickly, I'm going to pray with you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Come, let me pray with you. I want to give my life to Jesus. Come. 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 Come from the back. Come from the side. I want to give my life to God. Give him your life today. Come on to Jesus. Come, let me pray with you as you give your life to Jesus. All right. Lift your hands up and say this prayer. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my life to you today. I am sorry for all my sins. Today, I humble myself. I open my heart. I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. I want to give you one of my books at this moment. I'm giving you one of my books. And then I want you to lift up the book. When you have this book, as soon as we close, all of you in front here, come to the side here. One of the pastors is waiting to give you something and it's going to be a blessing for you. Amen. Lift up your book and let's pray. Father, bless everyone holding this book. Change their lives forever. May they know you and may they serve you for the rest of their lives. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated, everybody. And we are receiving our communion at this time. Eat this is my body Which is broken for you Drink this is my blood Which was shed for you Now take the bread And we are going to pray over it Whatever weakness is in your body How many are feeling weak? God is going to strengthen you How many have not been feeling well? You are going to be healed. How many are afraid of what the doctor is going to say? Jesus is healing you. 
Every fear. How many have been afraid of some things? Raise your hand. You know what David said? He says, he delivered me from all my fears. Whatever you are afraid of today, I prophesy exactly a year from now, you will never be afraid of it again. In the name of Jesus Christ. God is saving you. God is delivering you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Have you got your bread? Now, why, why is the bread going to give you healing? Because the bread, Jesus took the bread and he says, This is my body, which was broken for you. And the Bible says, By his stripes we are healed. So the stripes were breaking the body up. The stripes were breaking the body up. That is the method by which we are healed. Why? Because the area that you are wounded is usually the area that you can bring healing to other people. Is it not true? That's why those who go to prison start prison ministries. And those who have certain problems start ministries in those areas. Because in the area that you are wounded, that is usually where you have authority to help people. Because you are also wounded in that area. So that's why it says, by his stripes, we are healed. So the wounds of Jesus and the brokenness of Jesus' body, you see, brings healing to our bodies. That's why it says, by his stripes, we are healed. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So the Bible says, every time you do take this bread and eat this, drink this blood, you show the Lord's death or you show this experience. You show the experience of the breaking of the body of Jesus Christ. So you, you manifest the presence of the healing that comes through the breaking of the body of Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet. Now, any pain, any curse that is working in your family through a family sickness and through any problem you have inherited or received from anyone, may the body of Jesus Christ minister healing to you. May you be healed of your troubles, of your disasters, of your mistakes. In the name of Jesus Christ of The body of Jesus Christ. May your eyes be healed today. Your eyes. Every eye disease is healed. Every blindness, every developing blindness... You are healed of it in Jesus' name. Every diabetes and high blood pressure, you are healed. Glaucoma, you are healed. River blindness, you are healed. Every strange diagnosis against you, any bad word spoken by any doctor, limiting your life and giving you a death sentence is cancelled today in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever the doctor has said, let God be true and let every man be a liar and now father we know that it is through sin that death comes so we lift up this blood 
and we say, Lord, it is the blood of Jesus. And as we receive it, may our mistakes, hey, Father, our mistakes be washed away. And may we, may we receive mercy from you. We thank you. The blood of Jesus Christ. Now, lift your hand and let me speak a blessing. In Numbers chapter 6, it says, That shall you bless the children. May the Lord choose you. And may he use you. Out of your family, may you be chosen. In the name of Jesus. Whatever spell there is in your family or enchantment or spoken word about you that is negative, by the name of Jesus and in the name of Jesus, I counteract that word. In Jesus' name, what, whoever has cursed you and spoken something against you to die, to be sick, to be disappointed, or to be disallowed. I reverse it in Jesus' name. May the blessing of the Lord prevail. May the blessing of the Lord prevail. May the blessing of the Lord prevail over every negative and evil word spoken or thought against you. In the name of Jesus. Let me hear your loudest amen. Whoever is stuck, you are stuck. I remove you from where you are being stuck in Jesus' name. Whatever is holding you stuck, stuck in the mud, stuck in in stuck in the swamp, stuck by a powerful force. There's somebody here, your leg, you are stuck. You are stuck. You can't come out. You can't be free. But in the name of Jesus, I declare your freedom comes today. In Jesus' name, you are walking free now. I say you are walking free. Whatever crisis has developed around you, I say whatever crisis has developed around you, Whatever case there is around you In the name of Jesus I say I reverse that case You are delivered from all Crisis situations In Jesus name Let light Appear in your darkness Whatever is A dark shadow and a dark gloominess Around your soul And your life Difficulty and darkness I speak the light of God to appear now. For unto the righteous shall appear a shining light. May a light appear to you now in Jesus' name. The blessing of the Lord is your portion. Whoever has had a meeting against you, about you, to decide things, That are cancelling your future Destroying your life May that meeting be reversed And cancelled in Jesus name 
Now, may your legs step to the next higher step in Jesus' name. Step up. Hear me in the spirit. I say, step up. Step up. Step up. Step up. Step up. In Jesus' name. Your life is only going up from now. I say, your life is only going up from now. Now, you will hear some news. You may think it is bad news, but it is good news. I say you hear some news, you think it is bad news, but it is good news. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare that the dry season is over. The dry season is over. The dry season where there is no good news, there is no breakthrough, there is no answer, there is no help. May there be help, may there be answers, may there be good news from now in the name of Jesus. For your children. Anyone here destined for kidnapping, we cancel it in Jesus' name. We curse all kidnappers. We curse all armed robbers. We curse all armed robbery. We curse all bad leadership. In the name of Jesus. Let there be deliverance. May the angel of the Lord encamp around you. May you go around in the safety that the Lord himself gives. May you be delivered from accident, from sudden death, from surprise death. In Jesus name. I speak against freak accidents. Strange accidents. Unusual occurrences. Why you are trapped suddenly. Be delivered in Jesus name. Escape in Jesus' name. Receive divine escapes in Jesus' name. By the power of the Lord. Whether in Ghana or outside Ghana. Anything that has targeted you. Anything that has eyed you. Anything that has zeroed in on you. I block it in Jesus' name. You shall not be a target anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now I speak life. To anything that is dying in your life. Receive life. Receive life. Receive life. Receive life. Receive life. In Jesus' name. Now I'm speaking to your money, your finances. Let your finances revive. Let your business revive. Let power from God enter your life into your business and your finance. In the name of Jesus, I speak revival into your money situation. You will never be described as a poor person from today in Jesus' name. I say, you will never be described as a poor person from today in the name of Jesus. Let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. No one can ever point to you and say you are a poor man from today in the name of Jesus Christ. Take your phone. Take your phone. Or your any anything. You don't, even if you don't have a phone, lift your hand. It's okay. Lord, let good news come through this phone. I block all evil texts, evil tidings, bad news, tragedy news, sad news. News of funerals, news of death. We block it in Jesus' name. 
Let good news come through this phone in Jesus' name. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Number two. Let every old phone that is not working well be replaced with a new type of phone. Receive it in the name of Jesus. And number three. May you receive money through your phone. I bless your phone to be a source of money for you. Receive supernatural, miraculous money now in the name of Jesus Christ. Now lift your two hands and thank God. I see you all the places I went this Australia, Singapore, Bangkok, Tel Aviv, London. May you travel to each and every one of these places in your lifetime. Anyone who has been refused a visa after now, the door is open for you from today. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I declare you to be a traveler. I say, I declare you a traveler. I see you going and coming, going and coming, going and coming in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for your children. They are going higher. They are passing their exams. They are excelling. They are doing better. We are doing better than even our parents. Thank you. Lift your hand and give the Lord a shout of amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.